You are about to receive messages that may be harmful to your mental state. Your sense of reality will be questioned. Your view on things will be altered. You are now part of the matter. The matter controls everything. The matter determines what will and will not happen. You are watching the matter show. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Meta Show. We uh, we missed you guys last week, thanks to some technical difficulties on the part of our friends at Discord, who we are uh, unhappy with, and we're working to move our show away from Discord. Uh, we weren't able to join you last week, but we're happy to be here, and that just means you have twice as much Meta Show this week as you had last week. So that's kind of cool. Brace yourselves. It's uh, we, we actually we've got a lot to go through this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, last week, of course, we wanted to have on a couple of guests that were going to be talking about what was then the Kicking Over Sandcastles patch, and that was just coming out. Uh, now, of course, we've actually had that patch go in along with the Hypernet Relay. There's like drama in space. Things are exploding. People are angry, uh, which is fantastic news for all things EVE Online. Uh, so we're going to be diving into a bit about a bit of that. Uh, Brisk, what do, what, do we, what do we have today? Well, we're going to talk about, for, for uh, the first part of the show, as always, we're going to do the Brisk and the Mittens rants. Uh, we're going to move into our top story, which will be Kicking Over Sandcastles. Joining us today will be Tuzzy, who is the director of Goonswarm's Office of Logistics. They are, they are, are, he is arguably the king logistics man in the game. Uh, if anybody knows anything about structures and about time zone tanking and Kicking Over Sandcastles update, it'll be Tuzzy. And then we're also joined by Sword Dragon of CSM 1314 and a, a couple CSMs before that. He's also the coalition leader of Dead Coalition, which, who was involved in a number of fights in the north. We're going to talk to him about the impact of time zone tanking primarily on his group, given that they have a very strong AUTZ, China TZ contingent that tends to be most of the time what people complain about when they're talking about time zone tanking. Then at the end of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about monetization. We're going to talk about the hyperlink. Uh, and we're going to go from there. So with that, I'm going to complain. So if you were paying attention on Reddit yesterday, you saw something that was rather extraordinary. And what we saw was for the first time, it appears that something that happened in a Council of Stellar Management meeting has resulted in a NullSec war. Now, the CSM and the issues with the CSM and players on the CSM have all generally been involved in NullSec politics for quite a long time. And it's not surprising or different to see NullSec politics work its way into the CSM. In fact, if you ask the average high-sec player, the average low-sec player or wormholer, what the CSM is all about, most of the time they're going to say it's a body that's designed around CS, uh, about NullSec politics. That's not true, but that's the perception. That perception got a big kick yesterday when following the Friday meeting of the CSM, almost 20 minutes later, Vili, who represents Test Alliance on the CSM, uh, took to Reddit to say that he was declaring war on Dead Coalition. The reason for this was he had a disagreement with Sword Dragon, in which he claimed that Sword Dragon was bad for the game, and thus, through the CSM, Sword Dragon was harming the game. So he wanted to go to war against Sort Dragon's coalition specifically because that's the only way that he could ensure that Sort was not re-elected to the CSM. Now, 
Sort will be on here later and he can speak for himself. But having served with him, let me tell you this flat out. I've served with a number of people on the CSM. The vast majority of those people were great guys. They were good, solid players. They cared about the future of EVE and Sort was no different. So I don't know where Veli is getting this idea that because Sort has a different idea from him that he's somehow bad for the game. And regardless of Sort's in-game actions, which have nothing to do with how he serves in the CSM, I can't imagine for a minute, given the makeup of the current CSM, that Sort is even close to being the worst person on there for the game in the future. That being said, one of the things that I have learned through my time in politics is if you're going to be on a body and you have disagreements with other people in that body and that body reports to another group, it's best to have those arguments aired out in private and not for the entire world to see, especially the folks that you're trying to influence. This would be akin to me as a labor union official going up to Capitol Hill and arguing with my companies in the middle of a meeting in front of Congress. You don't do that. It's a bad idea. It causes a lot of dissension. It puts people back on their feet and makes them get more defensive when they otherwise wouldn't be. And you look foolish in front of the people that you're trying to influence. Here, I would love to be a fly on the wall at CCP to find out what they think about the idea that one CSM member's alliance is going to war against another CSM member's alliance because of something that happened in a Friday meeting. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad trend. I think Vili, for, for all that we love him, I think he, he made a bad decision here. And whether or not this war actually happens, and frankly, I think we all hope it does because we all would like to see a fight. But at the same time, the potential damage to the CSM as an institution when you have two of its most prominent members fighting with each other, I can't, I can't say that I approve of that. And it's one of, those, one of the few things I think seeing that might even drag me out of retirement. But that's for another rant. Bittens, up to you. Uh... Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment on uh, what Brisk was talking about there in his rant, and then I'll, I'll sort of dovetail into my own. Um, you know, I, uh, I I think a lot of people are eager to see a big NullSec war of some kind break out. And what's happening in the Galactic Northwest uh, is sort of like mildly amusing. And there's definitely like, in theory, there's potential for something kicking off there. Uh, so, you know, worst case scenario, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be ranting about the Villy thing. I think, you know, these things happen. Uh, if Legacy goes after Guardians of the Galaxy or Deadco or whatever, um, that's awesome. I think it's nice that we're at a point in EVE where people are less concerned about the health of the game itself and more concerned about get, finding excuses basically to be butt-blasted at each other. And I think it, it's a really good thing that we are seeing more, uh, you know, people sort of, looking for excuses or finding reasons to be upset with one another. Now, I think the CSM issue is a separate one. I think it is in general a matter of policy. You want to keep everything in internal deliberations. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that that's, um, you know, I, I can't exactly throw stones about people fucking up at a CSM capacity, considering that I put a wizard hat on my head and had was at the center of all sorts of shitty drama from making random poor decisions. So, you know, everybody makes mistakes and I'm not going to be all like nervilly about it. You know, me of all people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, pro God legend here and Billy are saying, uh, here in chat that they are interested in, uh, you know, making it happen and going after Guardians of the Galaxy. So hell yeah, I think, uh, we'd all like to see more war. Um, okay. So I want to make sure that, uh, people can actually hear me. We're seeing some volume issues in chat. Uh, took care of it. Sure you should be all right now. Took care of it. Okay. So, uh, let me know. Uh, before I uh, go on this rant, guys, if it, if it looks like there's an issue. I think we're okay. 
so yeah, let's uh, let, let's dive into this. My my topic is actually going to be a, a little bit uh, smaller, more concise. It's something that uh, Asher Elias uh, and if one of you guys could dig this thread up and link it in chat for people that might have not seen it. Um, I I, I kind of want to give uh, shout outs and props here uh, to my main man Asher Elias, who is uh, in charge of all things military in the Imperium. Uh, he uh, wrote a fantastic thread on Reddit. Uh, and I understand the irony because a lot of times I'll be like, oh, it's a Reddit thread and you know, whatever, we don't care about Reddit threads. But this one was really well thought out uh, and written from a position of, here's this guy who is in charge of one of the large, actually the largest super capital fleet in the game. And for God's sakes, please nerf super caps because um, one of the things that we are seeing consistently, I, I believe firmly that the, the baseline and most important aspect of gameplay in EVE Online because of newbie accessibility and just the, the nature of the escalation chain uh, and speaking in this case of the guy who is in like officially owns and in charge of the biggest super cap force there is after leading it in theory it's mine whatever our thing there um, they shouldn't be able to impact subcaps this has been an issue ever since super capitals were introduced into the game and uh, the best eras in my mind of warfare involving super capitals is when it gets to the end of the escalation chain, right? Capitals being able to impact subcapitals is fine. Subcapitals can impact capitals. You can have a big slap fight there. And then the, the trump card that comes in, of course, is uh, super capital escalation. Uh, and, and things like Haas and the fact that there's really no reason to not bring a super carrier um, over a carrier. Uh, the, the ability of these things to annihilate subcaps so easily means that they don't require a subcapital support fleet. And that is shitty and bad. And even though we in Goonstorm take advantage of that all the time, just like we took advantage of Sentry Jones, whenever CCB gives us a game to play or a gameplay mechanic to use, we will optimize it because the alternative is not having less power. You know, people talk about like, oh, why don't you give up your super caps if you think that they should be nerfed or stuff like that. The alternative is not like dialing down the amount of power that you have. In reality, when people are asking you to nerf yourself rather than asking CCP to nerf things that need to be nerfed, uh, they are asking you to give power over you and your people to them, right? I'm never going to be in a situation where I willingly dial back the forces of the Imperium when that would give power over the Imperium over to somebody uh, that's not in the Imperium, right? Uh, so I, I think those arguments are kind of disingenuous and foolish and short, short-sighted, uh, but I do think uh, Asher had a great post and I, I really support it completely. I think that super caps should not be in a situation where, uh, like in the nightmare battle days where we saw, uh, you know, Hoff at Titans blapping uh, after burn. I, they, would, they didn't have Haas back then. They were, this was in like 2011. But whenever you have a scenario where you have tracking titans of some flavor being able to annihilate small subcaps like a newbie in an afterburning rifter getting blapped by a fucking titan, it is uh, an atrocity. It's bad gameplay. It needs to be fixed. Uh, and speaking from the position of we have all the super gaps and we're saying nerf the damn things because we want subcapitals to have a place in every subcapitals should be the foundation of every single battle in EVE Online. Uh, and that is like one of the core aspects of gameplay that. Uh, I will never stop harping about. So that is uh, my take uh, for today, my little soapbox. Uh, Brisk, any comments or thoughts on that? I agree with you 100%. The uh, first thing I'd like to say before I make a comment is I want a happy happy 10th birthday to Bomber's Bar. Thanks for joining us today. Those are real AirPods. Um, to, to Minton's point, absolutely. I think the, the biggest problem that, that you deal with in the game, one of the reasons why you constantly see people complaining, whether this is Olmeca or anybody else, 
small groups or even large groups, you go roaming through territory that is held very securely by one of the big blocks, you're going to get dropped on with a giant hammer of super caps. It's inevitable. And unless you're prepared for it, and even if you are prepared for it, the chances of being able to do anything in that area as soon as the hammer falls is almost zero. And it makes no sense, even in real life, a small, very small ship is going to have a very hard time dealing with a large one and, and vice versa. A large ship, a battleship can't hit a little dinghy, you know, not unless they're using little tiny guns. So at the end of the day, if CCP were to section off Titan's super caps, capital ships into one section of gameplay and then require that if you're going to have those ships out, that you have a fleet of subcaps to, to be there as fleet support and those fights are also taken, I think you'd see a, a much different meta. A lot of people, a lot of people would be a lot more happier and you'd see a lot more fights. And that's one of the things we've been pushing. We kept trying to push on the CSM last time. We got the Haw Dread, we got the Haw Titan nerfs and some other things. And I'm hoping that we will keep gradually moving in that direction because if we can finally get to the point where subcaps are their own thing, caps are their own thing, we can have fights with both or together or one by one without having an impact where one can completely obliterate the other and vice versa, I think it's better for the game. So I think with that, we're going to move into our top story. We're going to introduce Tuzzy and Sword Dragon. We're going to talk a little bit about the kick, kicking down the Sound Castles uh, update. Tuzzy Sort, thanks for joining us this morning. We're happy to have you both here. Thanks for having me. So one of the things, obviously, that we were going to talk about last week, because it happened last week that we haven't had a chance to talk about, uh, was essentially the Kicking Over Sandcastles update that CCP put out. This made some minor changes to time zone tanking, and I was wondering, Tuzzy, if you could talk to a little bit about what those changes were and what you think uh, the impacts of those might be in the future. Well... I think this is baby steps. I think the, 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 the major change is eliminating the defenders to no longer pick the day of the week. Um, so that basically lets you force a weekend timer, which um, helps a good bit for mitigating time zone tanking, one of the biggest complaints. Um, there's, they, they made some, <laughs> some of the changes they made was like, was really anyone really asking for this change? And some of the changes they made were fantastic, and some are related to faction warfare that I don't, I have never participated in faction warfare. I know absolutely nothing about faction warfare. Maybe they're good changes for faction warfare. I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, but but yeah, the the definitely the no longer picking the day of the week is the biggest. Uh, removing the 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 structure, um, the defense window from a a four hour gap to a six hour gap. Um, that could be helpful. I, I think, you know, we'll see. I don't, I'm not sure that it will be too big of a deal. I did see some wormholers complaining um, by, so, so one of the big changes is, you know, you pick the hour of the day now, just like you could before you used to pick the day of the week and the hour. Um, when the structure goes into reinforcement, a certain amount of time has to lapse now, depending upon whether it's in a wormhole or in low sec or null sec or in high sec. And once that time elapses, then the reinforcement cycle is to the closest hour, or the next time that hour hits of when the defender picked. Um, 
for wormholes, it's now 1.5 days. I did see some wormhole folks complaining that there were certain circumstances under the old system that for a low power citadel, you could attack it. And if the circumstances were correct with the timing, you could come back 12 hours later and blow it up. So within the same 24-hour period, you're attacking it and then killing it. And now that's a minimum of a day and a half. So they don't like that change. And I could see why that's a valid point. Um, one thing I was really hoping that they would go for is uh, a lot. One of the big complaints people have is just citadel proliferation, citadel spam. Um, why, why, why not, um, you know, give some people incentives to go out and shoot citadels, make it so that like, I don't know, low power citadels don't have asset safety anymore. You know, make them big loot pinatas, something like that. That's going to get people off their feet to go and clean up these low power citadels all over the place. I, I think they, they could go further than what they've done. Some of the changes they've made, um, like the, um, Oh, um, my mind's blanking here. The the oh the ADM change where like if the ADM is above four, you're no longer allowed to drop medium citadels. Um, that was a valid tactic that a lot of smaller alliances and smaller organizations would use to attack larger groups. You know, through harassing them, through dropping Athenors in their space to stage out of, or hell, in the the last two tribute wars, we would drop. To troll NC, we would drop, or, or sort, we did this to sort too, we would drop uh, Astro Houses off their Keepstar undock to force a fight. We can't do that anymore. And that hurts That hurts the big guys and that hurts the little guys. Um, and I don't really think anyone was asking for that change. That change came out of left field. I'm not sure where that came from. So, so they made some changes. It's like really a question mark, like what were they doing? Some of the changes were, okay, this is a positive change. And then I think there's, they could go further, but maybe they're just iterating. Maybe we'll see some more changes in January. You know, we'll, we'll just have to see, I think. I, I, I wanna jump in here and zoom way out a bit here because one of the things that uh, is a challenge when you have a bunch of like old NOLSEC hands basically sitting around in a channel talking about obscure changes to structures is that uh, this is something that uh, January Valentine, uh, one of our show's producers uh, pointed out before the show is that not everybody actually knows why tweaks to citadels matter for strategic warfare and not everybody even understands what these damn things do, right? So I, I wanna move way back out and I would have never thought to, to bring this up. Why does it matter that citadels can time zone tanking? Can time zone tank? Why does it matter that people have these things? Why, who, get, who gives a shit? And, I think, and, and essentially, what do you I got? think that's a great question for sort to answer, Mr. Time Zone right. Tanker. That, 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 that's a that's a, a great idea. It matters, so sort, it matters it, a lot for, for his coalition. Yeah, yeah. Sort, so basically, I want to turn things over to, to Sort. And, and if you can, as part of talking about uh, defending space, uh, could you speak a little bit about uh, what it is about citadels that make them more optimal as defensive structures for people who don't understand, like, how why tethering matters, why asset safety matters, why people avoid Fozzie Sob. Uh, can you give us an overview of what you think about this patch uh, does it do enough? Does it matter? And how are you, uh, how are these mechanics things that actually apply to you living in your space and living in what's considered to be like an off time zone, which is rather Eurocentric, but there you go. Yeah. So to kind of fully understand time zone tanking, you have to go back to why it was created. It came back years and years ago because, um, it's convenient now that we have our stuff time for AU time zone because it's our strongest time zone. I came from Australia. That's why I used it. 
but the, the, the origins of time zone tanking was you time your structures for the weakest time zone of your enemy. You never time it for the strongest time zone of your own alliance. Because you'll never know for sure if you're going to be fighting someone that's EU. You have a massive EU, but you always want to make it super awkward for the defender. And so with this, it's my opinion that this, this particular patch, while getting rid of days, doesn't really affect me at all. The problem that, that, that exists in the game right now is that the investment level should be what's based on the time zone tanking. So if you're putting down mediums, for example, your investment is, is quite low. So your defensive amount should be quite low. You can't really time zone tank a medium citadel. But if it's a keep star, you have more options. If it's a four desire, you have more options. For, for many, many years, the, the, the art of time zone tanking was basically, for me personally, up until around about a year ago, time zone tanking was timing everything from around about 0800 to maybe 1200. Nowadays, because my coalition does have Australians, uh, but it has a majority Asian time zone, we actually time zone our tank our stuff from around about 10 a.m. till around about 1500. And and so when you when you add this this extra hour ticker on things, it actually doesn't really affect me at all. Um, it doesn't really change things at all. Um, with America having three different time zones, I think it's three different time zones. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it doesn't hugely affect Americans either. Um, Europeans, it kind of screws because euros have generally two hours, um, and it's a, it's a very big difference between uh, people from Great Britain to people from the rest of Europe. Um, and so the, the, the biggest thing CCP needs to do, and, and, and the hope is that Talos has, has the mandate to do this, is, is actually start looking at, at a possible system where it's based on class, not based on actual citadels, not, not, not based on a, a wide-ranging issue of citadels. Back in the day, you would have POSs that would, you'd have the ability to um, strong time them, which basically you put something into a POS and it turns out when that timer comes out. It was affected both ways. Smart people could still time certain ways, but no matter what, you always had the enemy and the defend, like defender and the attacker could always smart tank against each other. And it was a balance between the two. You could kite a POS, which means shooting it for an extensive amount of time and then holding it to make sure it came out in a certain time zone. And then the other end of that, you could you could short strong or put less less um, fuel in it, and it would come out at the time that you wanted. And with citadels now, that the biggest issue with with time zone tanking is, I don't have to log in to decide when my time has come out. It's already pre-decided for me. Everything is great. Even with the with the day change, it literally changes nothing. I can I I the the weekend, we we avoid the weekends. Everybody that understands time zone tanking avoid the weekends whatsoever. Right. You don't want to fight on a weekend. You want to fight on a day. That's where you want to do it. And if if when, it, when we're heavily against an entity that's way bigger than us, that's multiple time zones, a lot of the times we'll avoid fights on the weekends because we know our final timer comes out on the weekdays. Now, I don't I don't particularly mind fighting on a weekend if CCP changes it that it's based on a class. People are talking about let's do let's do a, uh, a one weekend and then one weekend where they can time it and, and it, they hit it, it comes out on a Saturday and then you have to wait seven days for it to come out the next Saturday. Sure, that's fine for a keep star, but for an Astra house, for example, where the investment level is 600 mil, it shouldn't be that. It should be something along the lines of like 24 hours. So sure, you reinforce it, it comes out on the Saturday, you go and kill it again, it comes out on the Sunday. And, that's, and then it's over. The investment level is so small, 
the output is is different. I'm, I don't know if I'm hitting the points, but that's my 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 feeling on it at least. Yeah, and at one point, I wanted to add to what you're saying, Sora. You guys are super strong in AU time zone right now, so all of your stuff is timed to AU time zone, and that's why everyone has a hard time attacking you. Um, we are super strong, depending on you know uh, who we're fighting and all that sort of thing. It changes a little bit, but mostly EU time zone. And we knew that we are so much more stronger than our enemies in EU time zone on a weekday compared to weekends. We had all of our stuff set to like middle of the week in EU time zone. And, and it's not that we were time zone taking to when we think it's, you know, uh, worse for them. It's just when the, the gap, the difference gap between our strength and their strength is, was the widest. Um, a lot of other orgs though, when they time zone tank, they're setting it for a time that, not only are they weak, but their enemies are too, but it's just like a time where everyone's having to alarm clock at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday to attack, and it basically makes it infeasible to do so. So, um, yeah, that's one big change. But but one other thing I wanted to state was I really think they could take a stab at redoing the reinforcement workflow of what it takes to kill a Citadel, especially on low-power focused Citadels, um, because I would like to see... like. Just like if someone can't be bothered to fuel their citadel, there needs to be more consequences than just one reinforcement cycle being lost. Like there needs to be something else. Make them way easier to kill. Make it make it a much shorter time to kill. Remove asset safety so there's loot drops to you know to to incentivize people to go out and kill these things. Yeah, and I, I agree I, uh, with that. What I, I mean, what I would say, at least in regards to that, I mean, one of the things that I think we really need to focus on, and I'm going to ask you guys a question about this in a second, but. I would love to see three states on a structure rather than just the two. You have full power, you have low power. That's it right now. I would love to see full yep. power, low power, no power. Yep. If it's hit, if you hit no power, you get no tether, none of your stuff's yep. on, and there's no no shields, so it's just an armor in a hull, and no, I would say no damage caps. I had if a you, proposal at one point that would basically... Uh, at one point, our CSM reps were like soliciting ideas, and I, this is what I sent to Nominate and Aerith and Merkelchen. And one of my proposals was basically exactly what you just said. And that third power state, that no power state, would kick in after like once it's been low power for like I don't know two weeks or a month or something. It goes to like this kind of like abandoned AFK state that makes it incredibly easy to kill. No tether, no asset safety like one fourth the hit points, one reinforcement cycle, like an old POS that was offline unfueled with no strong in it exactly yeah. so I, I think to, to that to that statement what i want to ask you guys both because i think based on what i've heard from you what i've heard from other folks in the game what mintz and i've talked about i don't think anybody thinks that this patch goes far enough to addressing this issue so what i want to ask you is do you think that this is something that they can fix with dial changes or is this something that's going to require a six-month in-depth redevelopment plan because it's going to have to make changes to structures, make changes to sovereignty, that type of thing. Do you think they can do it in a short, like two-week Team Talos type update? Or is this going to require like a, a larger in-depth kind of uh, development process? What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that it depends on the developer, right? I mean, it, it, if they focus 100% on a particular change, I think they can do it. My biggest fear is from years being on the CSM and years playing, I'm not 100% sure, like, I stood it, like, there were, there were other changes that were brought forward, possibly by the, by, by CCP to the CSM with regards to kicking in, kicking over castles. 
I can't talk about them, but the one thing I will say about them is, is some of them I said, no, that's not a good idea. The reasoning behind that is because you're, we're not, we aren't sure, sorry, we, I am not particularly sure yet on how comfortable CCP is on Talos being a thing going forward. And so the problem is if, if, if they do a, do a change and it turns out bad for the game, like CCP have done before in certain aspects, and then three days later, they decide, like they've done before, that Talos is not a thing they want to keep doing, and they get rid of it. You are now stuck with a half-assed development thing that has happened before multiple different times that we are stuck with for years to go, years, years and years and years. And so my feeling is Talos can do it, but Talos has to not have enough buy-in from the company, have to have been around for a long enough time have the backing of producers and, and the, the, the executives and stuff like that to go, we are going to do a big thing. It is going to have a massive change. We have done changes over the last three, four months. And we, we feel that you have a buy-in on us and we have a buy-in on going for a big monumental change that is more than just kicking over sandcastles. It's like kicking the beach over instead. And that's the difference. And I think... The people that are on Talos are very good people. They're very good developers. They're very good coders. And I think they can do it if they have a buy-in from the player base, the, the executives, the, the whole company as a whole to do it. And I think that's possible. It seems like to me most of the changes they're making are quick variables they can edit in a database, quick and easy. Um, I, I hesitate to say, is this something they can do, Briss, because... I don't know how the like reinforcement cycle stuff is coded. Is it simply changing a value from a one to a zero or is it, are they having to go in there and completely rewrite parts of the code that cause that stuff to work? Because that will dramatically impact the development timeline on something like that. And therefore, you know, do they have enough political capital within the organization to take that much time on a change when they've promised quick rapid iteration you know so right we'll see. I, I gotta get in here because like a, a, after a certain point one of the things that drives me crazy about the whole extended citadel discussion and the nuances and all of these things is that a, at a fundamental level the reason why this crap matters so much to nullsec in the year of our lord 2019 headed into 2020 is that as a player base we have all essentially the people who are in charge of creating content in sovereign nullsec have all essentially agreed, and it's not because we just decided amongst ourselves this, this is listening to our line members, that the SOV system is such a goddamn nightmarish, miserable fucking disaster, and everything blows ass so much with fucking Fozzysov, it is the sucking chest wound, the gaping open sore on EVE Online, that instead, we all have to go over here and figure out how we're gonna slap fight over Citadels. Like, oh, we're gonna invade a region, we're gonna go fight over, like, killing keep stars instead before we deal with the sob stuff all of this crap that we are talking about here yeah fozzy soft sucks basically goes back to the fact that the core gameplay mechanic that is supposed to be there for nullsec warriors to go fight over stuff is not supposed to be these starbase equivalent citadels right but now the citadels the, the the reinforcement cycle all of that has essentially become an informal soft system that we have just collectively agreed to do and you know you're not really seeing any team talos fixes being talked about about oh we're going to do this to fix fuzzy software oh we're going to do that to fix fuzzy software whatever uh it, it is still it is just so bad and so fundamentally unfun 
that instead we have essentially just decided to play a completely different game, i.e. slot fight over citadels, and then one side agrees, the other side has won and retreats, and then whoever wins gets to have won, and your your victory prize, congratulations, you've won a Sov War. Now you get to do Fozzy Sov cleanup. Yeah. It's just Fozzie it's Sov. just a fucking nightmare. Fozzie and I want people to understand. When you're done. Exactly. Yeah, you go in and clean up the citadels. Why are we talking about yeah. this crap? That's why. It's because nobody wants to deal with the fucking soft system. You only so do, do Fozzie Sob when you're absolutely forced to, and that's an iHub fight to kill a jammer. Other than that, what? you ignore Fozzie also, Sob until you own, you you cleared out the region. Then you. Take I think it. it's also the problem, the the actual fundamental issue with Aegis Sob or Fozzie Sob, whatever you want to call it, is if you fight, you lose. That's the reality. If you if you fight over an iHub, you lose. You, you don't want to fight when there's a timer out over an iHub. You want, want to avoid the fight. And when CCP's biggest marketing point for the game is its big fights, yet its big, like, overreaching sob system is don't fight your opponent, it kind of is against itself. And and so the, the, the problem is, well, where, how did we get here? And that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly the point that uh, sort you nailed it right on the head. What drives me absolutely crazy is, this game is marketed, at least in NullSec, for the big giant fights. So you force the big coalitions, the big alliances, the big groups to hold territory to engage in this nonsensical, magic-wanding, small-gang warfare that is nothing more than annoyance, and that's easily disrupted, and that basically nobody wants to do. I mean, to the point that if you ping for a fleet, at least in my alliance, and you say you need Intosis Hulse, you'll get 10 people. Because nobody wants to do that work. They would rather have somebody else do it. And I'll be honest, I've ducked those fleets too because they're not fun. So we have a system that's designed around small gang warfare for an area of the game that is not inclined to want to do small gang warfare. So what I, to answer my own question to you guys, I think, frankly, as much as I would love Talos to be able to do these changes, I think what's going to need to happen is there needs to be a holistic approach that looks at sovereignty, citadels, and time zone tanking all together and comes up with a new system that makes sense, that takes away the small gang nonsense out of the NullSec meta and gets us back into these big fleet fights for control of territory, which I think would be beneficial to the game from a marketing perspective. And it's actually more inclined to what the players in NullSec for the most part want. That's my Can take I on this whole thing. Like, from, there, there is one big thing here that, that a lot of people may may be missing this is the first time that ccp has gone out and, and mittens would remember this um from 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 years this is the first time they've actually gone out a limb on a limb and had a balance team that they don't like to call a balance team and and Thank so fuck finally finally so the the thing is as a player base if you are happy with these with these movement changes if you are happy with these small things make yourself heard because the company needs to hear that the player base likes this the talos is is a first dipping of their toe into into the game of changing regularly when you say that it's not possible for Talos, sure, it's not. It may not be possible for Talos, but it may be possible if CCP feels like Talos is being successful that another team is spun up and actually works on changes that maybe aren't two weeks, but are maybe a month. They take a month cycles and they get work done. But CCP is not going to do that unless they see some kind of response from the player base and the needle moving inside the player base. And so, 
if you are happy with the things that Talos is doing, make yourself heard. The balance, there's a, the, the, the fact that this, this game has taken so long to have a balanced team is, 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 is hilariously bad. It's, it's borderline hilariously incompetent. And so to see this happen borderline. and actually be working, well, trying to be political, I still have to work with these people. <laughs> um, the, the, it, it, but, but, but Talos itself is, is, is a massive advocate in the right direction. And so to see to to add on that because Talos is a thing that should stay in no matter what, but to see game game changing, not game needle moving changes, they have to know that Talos is hitting the buttons of everybody. And we can say it at a leader level, we can say it at a CSM level, but let's be honest, the thought is always that leaders and and CSM members are biased. But when it comes from the players themselves in a wide wide ranging wide like wide advocating level. It's hard to ignore. It's not just a leader talking and going, oh, they're biased towards like the Imperium or the biased Dead Co or Lead Legacy or something like that. They have to feel that it's coming from the core of their player base. I, I you know, I think that uh, I, I want to sort of distinguish this for people that might not be completely up on whichever, you know, CCB changes team names on a semi-regular basis, titles change and things like that. I, I want people that maybe saw my angry rant about the, the soft system and Fozzy Sob sucking ass, uh, which is just sort of understood broadly. Uh, that's not a Team Talos thing. Like uh, Team Talos, uh, I think it's fantastic that they exist. I think it's fantastic that we have already seen regular improvements. And I think it's fantastic that we are sitting here on a, on a meta show having conversations about gameplay changes and about people being mad at each other in space and how they can better go to war. And a lot of the credit for that actually goes to the fact that after Evagos, like during Evagos, it looked like it was going to be a bit dodgy with the keynote. And then Rise gets up there and starts talking about what they're going to be doing with Team Talos. That's separate from all the Fozzysov disaster shit. Uh, and I think the fact that we are at a point where we are debating gameplay changes and talking about potential future wars and the fact that we seem to have a, a Korean time zone and that's actually working and we're no longer going, oh my God, is Eve about to die? And instead going, hey, wh how and where are we going to go to war next uh, is uh, a fantastic change. And I think a lot of that, uh, you know, I, I do hope that the concern is always if they're going to introduce a balanced team that you know, Team Taylor says every couple of weeks there's gonna be a little patch. Uh, you know, maybe that won't happen. I do hope it happens, and I hope that people do get behind. Uh, you know, Rise and his crew doing this. We've had them on the show before. Uh, you know, I will talk mad shit about things that CCB does that I think suck, as you just heard me go on the whole rant about the soft system. Uh, but I really do think that. Uh, th there is a, a lot of great shit has come out of Team Talos and I want to see more. I, I would love to have a constant every two weeks there's some random ass little balance tweaks even if it is just integers in a spreadsheet that is a core function of every single goddamn online and most offline games and that should just be there and uh, be defended. Uh, Can I so, I, I want to actually, I want to pull down the, the, the curtain a little bit. One thing I, I will say from, from working with Talos since I did join the CSM is the amount they have working for them some of the oldest coders in the game and and some of the things that these these guys have been able to to come up with um is incredible um they they it's 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 ironic because like at sometimes you'll you'll see them come up with something and they're like oh we could actually do more but they're not sure because of dipping their fingers right now they're they're not they're they're trying to be the most comfortable with it, and 
there are different things that they could do. There are different possibilities, but it all comes down to buy-in. I can never say that enough. It all comes down to a buy-in from above that they, they feel more and more safe in doing things. And I'm not saying that you should coddle CCP at all, uh, but I do think putting the, your weight behind the feelings that you have for certain people at certain times is always, it, it's always good to, to raise people up that are, that need raising up. And in this, in this space, uh, before Talos, it was always um, CCP Karka and CCP Rise that would do these kind of changes. And now you actually have a team around CCP Rise and, and Karka is still doing her stuff. And I would say, is please keep doing that. Um, these rants that you guys have is great as well. Like people need to know, they need to be heard, right? Don't don't feel like well, your voice isn't heard. Speaking of that, uh, one thing that was sort of brought up here in chat, and for some reason I forgot about this, probably because uh, it's been so long since we saw a path to victory on the Sov nonsense. Uh, but Daddy Deep, wonderful name, says, so ditch Fazi Sov and go for Citadel Sov. And uh, something that has been kind of forgotten during all of the blackout drama and all that nonsense is that a couple of years ago, it looked like CCP was headed towards a hybrid of a uh, POS-SOV system uh, from way back in the day before Dominion-SOV. So we're talking like 10 years ago kind of thing now. Uh, and basically updating Citadel mechanics such that they could then take the place of FOSI-SOV, right? If you if you dial in the, the mechanics for defense and attack and sort of get to a good balance there, then you could potentially replace uh, IHUBs with a form of Citadel, replace TCUs with a form of Citadel. And basically if you iron out how to best fight over citadels, then there is actually a path to victory, talking about supporting plans that and giving devs air cover for things that you think are a good idea. Like there is a real path to victory here through fixing citadels to use the citadel mechanics to make a goddamn solve system that takes the best aspects of Dominion and the best aspects of POSSOV, squishes them together, and then we can forget that Fazisov ever fucking happened. And I look forward to the day, please. The original infrastructure team, when CCP Nolabor did his tour, his like listening tour, and he went around to different TeamSpeak slash Mumble slash Discords, whatever, of a bunch of different groups. He came on Goonswarm's Mumble, and he sat there for like two hours and just fielded a Q&A. The original plan, and they even stated in some of the very early dev blogs, um, this was before Citadels were released, there was supposed to be an administrative hub that was supposed to combine the aspects of a TCU and iHub into one structure. And it was supposed to fall under the structure, the, the upwell structure system and have reinforcement cycles and use ACLs. And, and his, his statement was, you know, somewhere off down the road, this is the plan that this will take the place of the current system. And at some point along the multi-year roadmap, the ball just got dropped there. Probably the, management priority shifted or something. The 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 feeling inside, like as is obviously, I've been a CSM now for a couple of years and on and off. Um, thanks to NC Dot members, silent plug. Um, it 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 really comes down to why the fuck is the TCU still there? Yeah, like there's literally no reason to still have it. This is why um, we don't bother to blow them they, up. If yeah, there is there is literally no reason why half the Citadel, half the the subsystem exists still, and so. What I would say, one, one thing over, overarching is it feels like, at least from the last couple of times uh, we've ever talked to CCP, or I've ever talked to CCP regarding SOV, is that it's, it's better to ignore it until we can come up with a better solution. Um, because right now, the, the solution is, is basically, we don't really know how to fix it. Or maybe they do, I don't know. 
Um, I, 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 I think have people no forgot idea. the Citadel Sov stuff. Like, frankly, like I haven't actually seen yeah. uh, up until uh, Daddy Deep posted it here in, in chat a little bit ago. Uh, I had kind of forgotten about it because, you know, CCB as uh, uh, FI stud or FL stud, I don't know how to pronounce your name right. It's funny, uh, the, uh, two years ago, there was a talk about uh, Citadels uh, being a pseudo Sov structures as part of a roadmap. And I think that just kind of got dropped by the wayside because we're dealing with all this age of chaos nonsense. Uh, but, you know, there, I think there really is a path to victory there uh, in fixing SOB. And, you know, maybe now that now that CCB has changed the regulations and they're saying that, like, devs can go and play and whatever, is maybe that all of the, you know, adults in the room, NullSec leaders, fleet commanders, whatever, maybe we, we go have a little war game in Providence like we did when we kicked the tires on Fozzie SOB when it first went in many years ago and basically jam all of the poor bastard devs that are playing the game into a couple of different fleets. And we go over to Providence and we just create a whole bunch of timers and then be like, okay, guys, let's see how much fun Fozzie Sov is and how we should totally leave the Sov system to just be hanging and we'll fix it later, even though they already did half the work to get Citadels right and then fix the Sov system that way. And we just jam them into a region and make them, you know, eat their vegetables, basically. Like, all right, guys, time to find, you know, want to know why nobody plays this anymore? Let's find out. We'll have a little word game. We'll get all the devs together. And everybody can run around hacking nodes and having a grand old time with it. Uh, part of the reason I'm suggesting that is not because it's actually a good idea, but I kind of want everybody who has not suffered through Fozzysob in any capacity to suffer as the rest of us have suffered. So <laughs> it's probably not It's probably not a good idea. Well, nothing, it's probably nothing not politically is... correct or appropriate, but... My God, it's bad. Well, nothing's right. more boring than doing fuzzy soft than guarding someone doing fuzzy soft. That that is absolutely worse. And look, I'll t guys, obviously, to me, we could talk about this for hours, but this is an hour-long show, and we're coming up on the last ten minutes, and we do oh, have some other stuff we have to, to cover. So we're That's gonna right. kick it over to the Nullsec Power Hour, and I saw that uh, that Mittens has put us into Cool Kids mode. So all of you subscribers, you're allowed to ask questions in chat. We're gonna move it on to the Nullsec Power Hour and talk a little bit about what's been happening in the north. Uh, no, we're waiting for the intro to go through. We have, we have. This these is cool exactly where you're supposed to talk. This is exactly yeah, where you're supposed so, to talk. Yeah, you, you, uh, sorts kind of at the center of this now. Uh, so yeah, I got. I actually, I got questions about this on the fire side. I think everybody in Eve is looking for some sort of big, serious war to kick off. And uh, as much as Brisk was ranting about how Billy done a bad at the start of the show. I think a lot of us are kind of like, ooh, somebody did a bad, and maybe there's going to be a, a war over this. So what the hell is going on, Sword? You're going to be attacked by Legacy Pro God, and Billy are here uh, in chat. We've got a little Jerry Springer action. Uh, so why don't you uh, give us the lay of the land? How's uh, What's going on up there? What's happening in the Northwest? I mean, the, the since, since Initiative moved, honestly, the North is the perfect example of how time zone tanking is bad. There is nothing happening. Um, there, everyone is basically waiting for the other side to make a mistake, to see if they can if they can capitalize on it. We had a fight over an iHub and a fight over well, we had a fight over an iHub and a Fortizar that we didn't fight over because we didn't get the numbers. The iHub fight was was a was a, an iHub that really didn't matter. It was just a hostile iHub. It was like a two and a half thousand man fight. The fight was nearly pretty even when it came to Isk lost and Isk won on both sides, and it ended up with ironically us having to sit there for an hour afterwards to take the iHub after NC and Pen Pem got to go home and relax. Um, so not much has happened there. I mean, uh, just to stir the pot a bit, I've had uh, a few people from Legacy that run their own different alliances saying they don't agree with Vili. 
and they're not coming north helping test with their war. So this looks like it's going to be a test thing. And let's be honest, Progod has a glass jaw. And I'm not exactly surprised if he comes up, gets bored, and gives up after three weeks. Um, when it comes down to Vili, I mean, let's be honest, he's just about as bad. Um, he can post as much as he likes, but as I've said to my people, you don't win wars on Reddit, boys and girls. You win them on the fight. Sorry, well, I know I know that you can't tell us what happened because of, of NDA, at least in regards to what was discussed at the meeting that got everything upset, got him upset. But can you talk a little bit about exactly what ha what you can say about how that happened? Because I think all of us are trying to figure out how a disagreement on the CSM can suddenly spill into a real war in Mulsec. Look, it simply comes down to being an adult or not. Uh, I have a very different view. I won't shit on really as a CSM member. I, I am not like him. I don't, I'm not going to do that. But when it comes down to um, being uh, a, a human being working with a real life company as a real life person, uh, there are certain ways to deal with a company in meetings. There's certain things you say, there's certain things you don't say. Um, we disagree completely on how to interact with CCP. And that's where this comes from completely. Um, you, I, I have a business background. He has a screaming little baby crying background. That's my opinion on it. When it comes to the CSM, I don't feel like he is a bad CSM. He is a representative of a massive player base. But when it comes to interacting like an adult, well, congratulations, he doesn't know how. Did you just call Billy a screaming little baby? Because I was, I was talking in chat and then I tuned back in when I heard screaming little baby. When it comes to giving responses to things, there are certain times when you've made your point and that's that and move on. Um, and um, I can't like obviously that this is the stupidest thing ever when you when you make a when you make a um, when you go in and you try and influence this 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 whole war thing if you want to have a war with me man up and call a war and say we're gonna go and kill you don't hide beside some fucking NDA war where you know that if you lose you can always just duck behind the wall again man up you're gonna go to war congratulations call it otherwise shut the fuck up and I think that's one of the reasons why some of us last night on the Open Com Show decided that we were we were going to start calling this the uncivil war, because it seems that's pretty much what's been happening. You guys are being very uncivil to each other. Um, oh, let's let's be honest now. I haven't been uncivil up until now. But okay, like, All right. I will always keep it professional. When it comes to the CSM, professional is the most important thing you can be. You are not a player when you are working with CCP. You are a consultant, and a consultant have a certain way of doing things. There's a certain way they should act, certain ways they should talk. And even if, for example, if Mitten said something I didn't like, I would not go and run to someone and tell them, oh, uh, Mitten's hurt my feelings. I would, like an adult, like, a, like a, an average adult that's both male or female, I would go and talk to them because that's the normal thing to do. Well, also, I, I do hurt everybody's feelings, so that, that's also just kind of normal in and of itself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, feeling, if, 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 if feelings, like if he had a said, like, I'm going to war with Sword Dragon and said, I just don't like him, it's fine. Cool. Congratulations. A lot of people don't like me. There's your war. Congratulations. Don't make about the CSM. Man up and say you just don't like me. Simple as that. I, I, to, I do so, hope this that, turns into something. You go, Brisk. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. I mean, you, you were about to say exactly what I was going to say. So do you think this is going to turn into anything? Or is this just something that he's going to say to, to rile his guys up, but in the end, nothing's going to happen? What I do you mean, think? I asked, I'd ask Test's most active FC, but he left this week. So I can't exactly ask him. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, 
I mean, Sword is alluding to Seto, who has uh, left test alliance. Um, I mean, Jesus. like the, the the inside test. Like, I mean, if they if they've got the balls, do it. But I mean, also, if you want to pick a war, like you're picking a war literally the opposite side of you, in in Eve. I mean, and your people literally just went through a war at the same time zone that I use. Now you can hate me, you can love me, you can you can fuck me, you can you can love me. That doesn't matter. I am the best time zone tanker in the game. I know how to fight Sov Wars. I have fought Sov Wars more times than most of you have even fucked in your life. So the reality is, if you want to come across and you want to fight this war, congratulations. You're going to get fraternity, <laughs> what you got from fraternity, on steroids. You are going to get Russians that live in Siberia. You are going to get Chinese. You are going to get Japanese. You are going to get Australians. You are going to get people who hate fucking dinosaurs. Bring it the fuck on. If you want this fight, bring it. Man up and take it. Move your shit and let's do it. Otherwise, get the fuck off Reddit and jerk yourself into a fan. I don't think you can wow. say it any plainer than that. I really I, don't. Anybody who has spies. Anybody who has spies. I'm impressed. Anybody who has spies in our coalition understands that the one thing I have said most times in the last six months reddit doesn't win wars you can post your way to success but the reality is the only thing you are doing is posting your way onto your keyboard you might as well lick it that is as bad as successful as you're going to be turn up have the war if i lose it congratulations you won the war but do you really think your people want this war like they might they might hate me but I am going to give you everything that fucking Elo did, everything that fucking that Norris did. You're not going to have your super caps because as soon as you fucking leave the south, all of the people in Stain, all of the people in Curse who fucking hate you are going to fuck your space. So either bring it or shut the fuck up. Ow. I mean, everyone should ask. Um, Bruce, Bruce was muted. Feel. You were there. How, uh, uh, people should uh, people should ask how fraternity would feel about that, right? NC's new. Blues. He, he was asking for people who missed the question. Briscoe was muted during the question, but basically, the, the question was actually just re-ask the question. What I, what I asked was, I said, do you do you foresee, given the fact that Enid is already up in Temp Blue to Deadco in in uh, in the north? And we're fighting against Panfam alongside you guys. Do you foresee that Test is going to suddenly uh, blue themselves to Panfam and, and get involved in this side of the fight, or do you think they're just going to come after you guys? What, what's your take on it? Oh, I mean, the the, the Panfam. This is ironic. This is the first uh, the first war where Panfam can just sit out and, and enjoy themselves, right? I mean, they can they can see what happens. They can come in and third party as they like. They can come in and fuck people as they like on both sides. Right. I mean, this is the, this is the perfect setup. This is literally what goons have been able to do for the past year and a half, sit back and decide what they want to do. Penfam now has the option. They can either come in on one side and risk how people inside winter coalition are going to feel because how are winter going to feel the, the, the Chinese and all those people, how are they going to feel? having to blue potentially legacy after just fighting a massive war where they lost everything to legacy. Um, that's, that's going to be interesting. And I mean, the war is a lot different. You can bring subcaps, but as Mittens ranted about earlier, supercaps work very well against subcaps. 
And if you don't have your own super cap fleet, like how are you going to win that fight? That's the reality. And, and my, my super cap fight in, in Asian time zone is, is fucking massive. This is uh, really interesting. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. this to, to, you know, there've been a, a number of uh, challenges to a potential like legacy versus uh, dead co guardians of the galaxy, uh, you know, fight i mean deploying supers is tough because it's in the galactic northwest uh the, the sort of disposition of forces there is sort of like uh politically rocky but you know i uh, sort i just want to make sure that everybody sort of understands here in terms of like nullsec uh, the number of people who run alliances in this game are is very small right and it is basically you know eve is a mirror of real life there is just smoke-filled back rooms stacked on top of smoke-filled back rooms until you eventually get in the the ultimate smoke-filled back room and it's basically the same assholes that have been there for like a fucking decade right and you know these guys are doing stuff amongst each other and so you know Vili and sword and i have been uh murdering each other in some capacity on one side or another uh for a really long ass time now and just for people viewing at home that might not realize it what just happened here was essentially uh sword dragon did the autocrat equivalent of declaring a fucking blood war and just threw a fucking gauntlet down here and so this just went from like kind of looking at some reddit slap fight that maybe billy walks away from it in a week from now we're all distracted and forgot about it into like motherfuckers just got called out here like this is this is some serious it's, business it's, it's like if you're gonna, show, if you're gonna call me out on reddit this. If you're going to call me out on Reddit, then so be it. But I don't, I don't really care about to fight over this continuously. If they want the fight, then bring the fight. Like that's the reality. And I think that's 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 why th we're out of time for today's show. And I think definitely next week. And right now we're still working on our Christmas schedule, guys. So bear with us. We'll keep you updated on, on what the schedule is going to be because. As a family man, Mittens has a lot of stuff to do. As a family man, I have a lot of stuff to do. We, we, we're still trying to figure out what the timing is going to be for the next two shows around Christmas time, but we'll let you know. We might be doing morning. Sunday next week because now that this this Blood War has just kicked off, uh, I will actually probably, like, I'm going to be in transit traveling on Saturday, but this shit is good enough, and I would be delighted to get, like, Vili and Pro God and some of, like, the legacy dudes on to talk about this. Uh, if things develop over the course of the next week, we could potentially have Sword or one of the other dead co Sorry, I should call people by the names they want to be called by. If I get annoyed by people calling the Imperium CFC, I should call dead co dead co. Uh, but yeah, like I was going to be in transit on Saturday uh, next week. So we might actually just do a show on Sunday or try to work on another time like that. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I, I love this. Shit's heating up. Things are happening. It's uh, good. Internet spaceship nerds. We are all collectively internet spaceship nerds, and we're starting to get butt blasted at each other. And you know that's just that's just beautiful. I uh, I, I like it. So again, th thank you all for joining us today. I think obviously we're going to go forward with this. I think the the, the fact that we're, we're looking at a major war potentially, and unless if Billy doesn't respond to what Sort just said, he's not the guy that I think he is. So I think we're going to see a potential pretty good shakeup that has a, a potential to realign some of the politics in NullSec, which is great. So thank you guys for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, as always, it's Sunday. It's the Meta Show. And you stay classy, New Eden.